0: I know who my comforter is. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. And I thank you, Lord, for letting me be able to believe in that with all my heart. I hope you all really believe in your master, the Satan, sleuth devil himself, because he's not going to help you. He's going to laugh at you, mock at you, and torture you. He didn't need your help. The devil's got all the devils he needs. The good Lord said Lucifer and a third of the angels were cast from heaven. He didn't need them, but he took their mind and he manipulated them and they prayed to Satan and they prayed to the devil and they had their satanic worship services out here and they had all types of wild homosexual orgies I've been told, crazy things. To me, this place as I stand is like hell on earth because I know that three babies were killed right out here where I stand. I know my son was castrated and possibly laid there on that bank and bled to death. I know he was choked. I know one boy's head was beaten beyond recognition. I know one little boy was skinned almost like an animal, cut, had to shave his head, had all types of injuries to the head where they just kept beating and pounding on them and killing them and killing them. It's like they enjoyed it. They killed them two or three times. Jesse Miskelly Jr., Jason Baldwin, Damian Eccles, I hope your master of the devil does take you soon. I want you to meet him real soon. And the day you die, I'm gonna praise God. And I make you a promise, the day you die, Every year on May 5th, I'm going to come to your graveside, I'm going to spit on you, I'm going to curse the day you were born, and I'm sure while I'm standing there, I'm going to have to have other bodily functions let go upon your grave. I promise you, as God is my witness, I'll visit all three of your graves.
1: Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Spring Hill Josh, Niluma Mami herself, Miss April. And on today's listener suggestion, we do part two of the West Memphis Three. of a two-parter. It's always nice to finish these off with the segments you know and love. We're in the Shoop Kitchen studio, as always. Feeling the fruit. Feeling the Arizona. Mm. Lando's still alive. <laughs> he wants our listeners to know how you're doing. How how He wants our listeners to know how you're doing? I, you know, more often than not, I listen back to these episodes and I say things completely wrong. Even though I, I know what I was trying to say. I'm just curious. Does that happen to all of us often?
2: I no. think
3: the three of us are pretty fluent in like Ryanese. Like okay. we kind of
2: know what you're shooting for. I, I, you. I'm more into the Southern dialect of Ryanese. Yes.
1: Yep. But my dearest Marjorie. Yeah. That's
3: <laughs> that Plainwell South. That's right. I'm uh, semi-fluent in Rum Ryanese. Ah, that's uh, the toughest ooh. one to I learn. Know, I know. I'm turning Ryanese. my turn. I'm, tur- I'm t- t- oh, t- 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 t-
4: twining. What? Ryan, o, 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 oh Ryan? Ryan?
1: Well, the, the truth oh of the matter boy. is I do have different tongues and dialects just based on how much alcohol I've consumed during any episode of the podcast, but that's not what it's all about, folks. We got to get back into this. So when we ended our last episode, these boys were going to jail and they were well in jail. And a documentary had come out called Paradise Lost. We had met our friend that we just listened to in the beginning in that said documentary, Mr. John Mark Byers, who he was not, he was considered a suspect. We listed Mm -hmm. him as one of them, but he was not quiet when it came to saying how much he thought those boys needed to pick a bullet between the eyes. I'm a jizz on your grave. Well, you thought of that. See, immediately, I just thought of, like, a big old Arkansasian, like, turtle shit, right? Like on a <laughs> turtle soup shit. Yep. Well, he was convicted of selling uh, prescription drugs, and he also supposedly had a bit of a uh, heroin addiction. So, And his wife died under mysterious causes, actually revealed in the second documentary. And some people thought that maybe he had something to do with it. She died in her sleep next to him. Woke up and she was having issues with uh, the fact that she took a bunch of prescription drugs, which are not
0: prescription drugs. drugs. I was trying to talk like a
1: a plain wall pharmacist there. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so we rejoin the story while they're in jail. The three of them, like I said, Damien Enkels sentenced to the death penalty. On death row, it shit's around the corner, and I, I want to say one thing. This is a more hopeful episode. Last week, we didn't even do really plugs for the most Boy. part, except for Ryan fucked up a little bit. But I had to shout out at Psycholinks.
2: <laughs> don't let dead kids keep you from getting a couple extra likes on Facebook. I there, know. Ryan,
1: Larry beat me up after the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like ask Josh to carry me to my car. He's, dude. Just so you know, all you Team Larry fans, he's a sweet roundhouse kicker. (laughs) My face hit the pavement hard. Oddly (laughs) enough, he
4: asked me to carry him to his car before Larry kicked his ass.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Interesting.
1: (laughs) Wonder why. (laughs) Pick up, pick up. Don't worry. You're going to have all the soundboard filled out with us us doing impressions. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) the documentary fueled the celebrity... Mystique that happened, and people were really scared about the fact that people were being sentenced to prison, possibly not even being connected to the actual murder. And we listed our suspects. You know, we had the Mark, John Mark Byers, we had the Mister Bojangles. Ah, kind of yes. Highlighted, um, and then we had basically the the concept of just it, this is one of the most traveled freeways. And what if it was just some random drifter or some random trucker that could have come there? I also want to make a quick edit to the last episode. I mentioned I mentioned and I posted on the Facebook page the Jesse Miss Kelly confession. Hmm. Now, we mentioned during that, and I'm glad we did, that it was a 12-hour series of events with investigators. And the actual confession of that entire time that he's being probably coerced and told worn the, down. Worn down. They also he started by saying, oh, yeah, this all happened at 9 a.m. And they were like, mm, that doesn't fit our timeline. Yeah, maybe it was after school, right? Like 12, Ooh. like noon. And then it was like, no, wait, it was 3, right? And then before no, you know it, it was this. 9 p.m., which is, mm-hmm. what, which is the hot spot. That's where they wanted him to be. Also, they showed that showed this poor boy pictures of the dead bodies and played audio of a little kid saying something. I can't find the sentence online. I wanted to say it, but it was basically something like, please help me find my body. It was, it was very, very telling. And like 17 year old IQ of rock. And I'm just saying I, in my experience, and this is a bit of a truth corner, even on our second episode of this series, I had a a loss prevention guy go after me when I was in high school because somebody that was underneath me stole a bunch of video games and I had no idea who it was, even though it was one of my closest friends that I worked with. Mm -hmm. I was the soft key manager and he was like, oh, you're just letting them do this. I was on the phone with him for an hour and a half and I was ready to shoot myself because they make you feel like shit. But I had no clue. So my heart actually really does go out to this character. Whether or not he did it or was part of it or not is another thing. But mm-hmm. just that—that that kind of stress is next level. What were you going to say, Josh? What games were they? I have no idea. <laughs> well, I know that one of the things he stole was Nerd. like one of those like video game adapter surround sound speaker systems for Ooh. like video game people who are video gamers. A sophisticated, Nerd. basically,
4: yeah. <laughs> So they like sound a lot and
1: hearing sound and maybe altering sound like Larry. You know, I mentioned Chris Morgan and Brian Holland in the last episode. I also kind of touched on the West Memphis three, which I'm actually going to bring back around a little bit because I do have an article about that. Now Eccles and the, after the, the trial, there had been widespread criticism how the police had handled the scene. Miss Kelly's former attorney, Dan Sidem, cites multiple substantial police errors at the crime scene, characterizing as literally trampled, especially the creek bed, which I brought up in the last episode, but I want mm-hmm. to kind of reiterate. Um, there were the documentaries, and then in May of Night, I'm sorry, I've been snorting coke all day. <laughs> it, In May of 1994, the three defendants appealed their convictions. The convictions were upheld on direct appeal. In June of 96, Ms. Kelly's lawyer, Dan Stidham, was preparing an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. So, holy shit. Wow. In 2007, Eccles petitioned for a retrial based on statute permitting post-conviction testing of DNA evidence due to technological advances made since 94, which might provide exoneration for the wrongly convicted. However, the original trial judge, Judge David Burnett, This allowed presentation of this information in his court. This ruling was in turn thrown out by the Arkansas Supreme Court as to all three defendants on November 4th, 2010. Now we talked about the fact that there were teeth imprints. These were compared to the alleged bite marks on Stephen Branch's forehead that had been mentioned in the original autopsy or trial. No matches were found. John Mark Byers had his teeth removed in 1997. That's the fella you heard in the beginning. After the first trial, but before an imprint could be made, Mm. his stated reasons for the removal are apparently contradictory. He has claimed both that the seizure medication he was taking caused periodontal disease, which is some sort of tooth disease, and that he planned to the removal because of other kinds of dental problems, which had troubled him. He was also a -a pack-a-day type smoker. After an expert examined autopsy photos and noted what he thought might be the imprint of a belt buckle on Byers' corpse, the elder Byers revealed to the police that he had spanked his stepson shortly before the boy disappeared. She's
2: a- to leave an imprint?
1: Yeah. Come on. Do you remember that Vicki Hutchinson from the last episode, the girl that brought her kid in and then her testimony for like stolen credit card stuff couldn't be taken in, but mm-hmm. her kid knew the other boy's. Yeah. And said that there was like a play place that they went to. And then supposedly being a single mom, she dated or went on a date with Damien Eccles. Mm-hmm. Well, she recanted in 2003. In October of 2003, Vicki Hutchinson, who had played a part in the arrest of Miss Kelly, Eccles, and Baldwin, gave an interview in the Arkansas Times in which she stated that every word she had given to the police was a fabrication. Wow. She further asserted Yeesh. that the police had implied that if she did not cooperate th- cooperate with them, they would take away her child, which kind of oh. sounds like I'm in a corner. Mm-hmm. Let me throw some wild shit. In yeah. She said that she, she was visited. She, when she visited the police station, employees had photographs of Eccles Baldwin and Miss Kelly on the wall and were using them as dart targets. She also claims that an audio, wow, that's stupid. I want my, I want my cops to be unbiased, but right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, Really dudes like where's the horse? Let's put the cart in front of it. Let me guess who you guys are trying to pin this crime on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That sounds like like
3: a scene out of like a bad seventies
1: buddy cop movie. Exactly. Or like a fucking naked gun, like comedy. It's so like on the nose. It's stupid. Yeah. Except in that they wouldn't have posters or anything like that. It would
4: be them sticking their head through a hole in the wall. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Now, she also claims that an audio tape that the police said was unintelligible was perfectly clear and contained no incriminating statements, which we brought up in the last we said that the, they said the audio was bad, but she was like, look, and I, maybe she got caught in that wave of like, maybe we sent three innocent boys to jail for the murder of three little boys. Mm-hmm. Maybe she got caught up because this is a, this was a big movement. The Free the West Memphis Three is like to this, I mean, they, they did something. I, Either that, or it's possible that she wasn't living
4: in Memphis anymore, you're right? And was somewhere else where she knew that her maybe her kid was you know at least of age at that point, and she didn't have to worry about the kid being taken away, and that's why she waited.
2: Well, that's let's see good, if he was two thousand. If he was eight in two thousand, he was eight see. in nineteen ninety four. That would add two thousand four, but that was two thousand three. So, it's least pretty close. Yeah, yeah he's 17. up there.
1: Now, DNA testing and new physical evidence from 2007. DNA collected from the crime scene was tested. None was found to match DNA with Eccles Baldwin or Miss Kelly. That's in 2007. Mm. A hair not inconsistent with Steve Branch's stepfather, Terry Hobbs, was found tied into the knots used to bind one of the victims. Mm -hmm. So Terry Hobbs is another suspect. Mm -hmm. I mean... It could have been on the
3: clothes.
5: True.
1: If he's the one that bends down and ties his eight-year-old son's shoes before he leaves Mm -hmm. to go play. Or it's on the laundry. Indeed. I mean, April finds my beard hairs
3: everywhere.
2: I find your beard hairs in my house. I don't even know how that happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me too. I sneak into pet Chewy. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) I have a friend who likes to sneak in in the night and pet my animals. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) I see him in the dark in the shadows just slowly petting Chewy. (laughs) But then again, everybody it's who's got go four octaves. Everybody who's on our Instagram or our Facebook page who's seen Chewy. There you go. Has fallen madly in love. It's true. By the way, my dog lady is on our new Instagram post. Lover. Cutie. She gave me the side eye. She's looking at me and not the camera. I'm saying, hey, look at my camera. But she's like, I'm a dog. I do whatever I you want. I don't know what a camera is. Get that weird black thing that doesn't taste like beef jerky out of my face. So. Pamela Hobbs on May 5th, 2009. Uh, okay, sorry. The DNA evidence tied the accused to the crime scene said, "Quote: the state stands behind its conviction of Eccles and his defendants. To Pamela Hobbs, May 5th, 2009 declaration in the United States district court, Eastern district of Arkansas, Western division indicates that one hair was consistent with the hair of Terry's friend, David Jacoby. Now, David Jacoby was another suspect in some ways. And actually, There was a theory that him, Terry, and even another person were involved in this crime. Which, to me, is just like, what is going on? Like, Is there something else going on? Why? There's a whole lot of people here that are maybe tied to this. Mm -hmm. But why?
4: Exactly. Why
2: why would you kill your own children? That is the best... That is
1: like... That the is question. Well, that's the th- question that the family's ask. It's yeah. the question the cops ask. It's the, the question that the person that picks up the Sunday paper and sits down with his cup of coffee in the morning in Arkansas asks himself, why would they do this if they were the suspects? Well, additionally, after the murders, my sister or I'm sorry, do 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 Pamela Hobbs. I don't I'm trying to figure out who this is. So. OK, we're going to skip that. It mostly just they're they're pointing to the fact that, um Terry had a knife and that Stevie loved the knife, and they didn't find it with his body, even though there were wounds.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: so there was also in July of two thousand and eight, it was revealed that Kent Arnold, the jury foreman of the on the Eccles Baldwin trial, like, like I said, there was a Miss Kelly trial first. He was sentenced, which is what Geraldo mentioned in our first episode, and then afterwards it was Baldwin and Eccles. Now, the jury foreman at the time had discussed the case with an attorney prior to the beginning of deliberations. This man, Kent Arnold, was accused of advocating for the guilt of the West Memphis Three and sharing knowledge of inadmissible evidence like that. Jesse Miss Kelly's statements with other jurors at the time, legal experts agreed that this issue could result in the reversal of the convictions of Jason Baldwin and Damien Eccles. In September of 2008, attorney now Judge Daniel Stidham, so the guy that represented Miss mm-hmm. Kelly is now a judge, who represented Miss Kelly in 94, like a, okay, I should have just read ahead, testified at a post-conviction relief hearing. Stidham testified under oath that during the trial, Judge David Burnett erred Burnett by making a improper communication with the jury during its deliberations. Stidham overheard Judge Burnett discuss taking a lunch break with the jury foreman and heard the foreman reply that the jury was almost finished. He testified Judge Burnett responded, quote, you'll need food for when you come back for sentencing. And that the foreman asked in return, what would happen if the defendant was acquitted? Did Ham said the judge closed the door without answering. He testified that his own failure to put the incident on the court record and his failure to meet the minimum requirements in the state law to represent and defendant. it. Sorry, I got like boogies going on. Everybody else got a cold out there? Ugh.
3: Nope. just I'm you. Sorry, just me. Ooh, I get little girls. They get sick.
1: <laughs> I didn't take my neck. Will I will be asleep. Uh, his failure to meet the minimum requirements in state law to represent a defendant in a capital murder case was evidence of ineffective assistance of counsel and that Ms. Kelly's conviction should therefore be vacated. Now, there was a request for retrial on October 29, 2007. Papers were filed in federal court by Eccles' defense attorney seeking a retrial of his immediate release from prison. The filing cited DNA evidence linking Terry Hobbs to the crime scene. And news statements from Hobbs, now ex-wife, all presented in the filing was now expert testimony that supposed knife marks on the victims included the injuries to buyer's genitals were, in fact, the result of animal predation after the bodies had been dumped. That was the whole idea that maybe it was a snapping turtle or a bunch of snapping turtles. Or I've never seen. When, do you, when you see a snapping turtle, do they usually come around with a, a posse? I don't think so. I don't think. Usually it's just one guy who's like, I'm a cranky fuck that floats around in a pond
2: Boy. all day. Posse runs
6: deep
0: (laughs) in
1: Westside, Michigan. (laughs) Arkansas Supreme Court ruling in 2010 on November. Can you repeat that? I just, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. There was an Arkansas Supreme Court ruling in 2010. On November fourth, two thousand and ten, the Arkansas Supreme Court ordered a lower judge to consider whether newly analyzed DNA evidence might exonerate the three. The justices also instructed the lower court to examine claims of misconduct by the jurors who sentenced Damien Eccles to death and Jesse Miss Kelly and James Baldwin to life in prison. In early December, twenty ten, David Burnett was elected to the Arkansas State Senate. Circuit Judge Court David Lazare was selected to replace David Burnett and preside in the event. Evidentiary hearings mandated by the successful appeal. Now this spoiler alert guys, because we're, well, it's not even spoiler alert. This is when it happens. This is when I tell you that these guys went free. They were exonerated, but sorry, that probably, wow. (laughs) This was because of a plea deal because people are too proud. I have, a, I have a question.
4: Maybe one of you guys would know this. I mean, you were looking into it. Now, Eccles gets the death sentence, right? He's on death row. That's right.
1: Why, did, why was it just him? Why didn't the other two get it? Um, mostly because he was the main suspect and the guy that, like, I mean, really, he's the one that they're like, oh, he's the one that castrated the, the little boy. He's the one that sexually assaulted the little boy. He's the one with the plan. He's the leader. It'd be like if um, if when John Wayne Gacy got tried, he had had accomplices. So his his two accomplices didn't do anything. They were just being led by this. And if those two suspects, even though they weren't. Eccles did uh, testify on in front of the courts mm-hmm. and it was damning because look, here's the thing. There's a reason they tell you not to testify, especially in, in a capital murder case like this. You can't go up there and expect the the prosecution to just make things easy on you. And if they can paint you in a certain way, they'll they'll eke out every little thing about you. There's I mean, in every case that I've ever seen, it's always a bad idea for somebody to testify. The defense Mm -hmm. goes up there, makes you look okay, And then the prosecution goes up there and destroys you. And that's their job. That's why they're paid the big bucks. This is a huge trial in Arkansas. What a cute kitty that's in front of me right now with a little <laughs> pink bow. Well, and they had they said that there was
4: semen found at the scene, right? But they never tested it to see if it linked to
1: Eccles. No, none. Of, all the DNA evidence did not link to those three. Like that's the no. It I'm makes just getting mad now. It's it's clear that the police
2: had solved this crime before even. Right, looking at well, yeah, it.
1: they had their dart boards picked out, they knew what they were, they knew what they wanted to do, and it's like a big I said, case.
2: And we're not gonna lose it.
1: They asked mm-hmm. the kid that's giving them every bit of information they want, What time did it happen? 9 a.m. Mm. You Are, you sure? Sure? Are you sure it wasn't dark out, or like, uh, did you eat lunch? Do you remember what lunch was? No, I sure don't remember what I ate for lunch. I was just looking at car parts about that time, it was 9 a.m.
2: I mean 10 a.m. Ow, I mean 11 a.m.
1: <laughs> and still not good enough. So it all pisses me off, and I'm super glad to be done with this case eventually. And for the segments, you know, I'll have to come flooding into your earlobes. But I want to say this: plea deal and release. So That's they a release. had a plea deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Ugh. guys. Jesus Christ. After weeks of coke. I have a nose like no other. After weeks of like negotiations, on August 19, 2011, Eccles, Baldwin, and Miss Kelly were released from prison as part of a plea deal, making the hearings ordered by the Arkansas Supreme Court unnecessary. The three entered into unusual Alford plea deals. The Alford plea is a legal mechanism that allows defendants to plead guilty while still asserting their actual <laughs> in- innocence.
2: cat's working the soundboard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the pink bow kitty just decided to invite a squonk to the party. Yep. (laughs) See episode 120. Um, Okay, so the Alfred plea deal. This is pretty insane to me. So they plead guilty while asserting their actual innocence. So on record, I think it it looks like they're the ones that did it, but they're innocent. That's how that works. Mm -hmm. So under the deal, Judge David Laser, I'm just going to call him Laser. Is, <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's Lasser, but I'm just going to call him Laser. Judge David Laser came in with Laser's guns blazing, vacated the previous convictions, including the capital murder convictions for Eccles and Baldwin, and ordered a new trial. Each man then entered an Alfred plea to lesser charges of first and second degree murder while verbally stating their innocence. Judge Laser then sentenced them to a time served a total of 18 years and 78 days, and they were each given a suspended and imposed Imposition of sentence for 10 years. If they reoffended, they could be sent back to prison for 21. Hmm. Factors cited by prosecutor Scott Ellington for agreeing to the plea deal included that two of the victims' families had joined the case or cause, the defense, that the mother of a witness who testified about Eccles' confession had questioned her daughter's truthfulness, and that the state crime lab employee who collected fiber evidence of the Eccles and Baldwin homes after the arrest had died. As part of the plea deal, the three men cannot pursue civil action against the state for wrongful imprisonment. So they can't even though it was a fucked up thing, they can't try to go after them for
0: it. And
1: Wonderful. that's kind of how it is. It's like, uh, you know, Nixon leaves office, Gerald Lerfrod lets him go and doesn't mm, go yeah. after him. Yep. Can't go over the bad, Can't go after the bad guy. So whenever um, Mike Pence. Is- hey, whatever Mike Pence's are, uh- that's just going over the line cat. Whatever Mike Pence is our uh, eventual president, he can't go after Donald Trump for <laughs> raping a bunch of women, which he definitely did. True story. Not a good guy. But rich people, rich people <laughs> get away with whatever they want. So Titties. that's the country I live in. Ugh, fuck. Downer episode two after a downer episode one. I don't mean to do that. Feedback. So anyway. So many of the men, supporters, and opponents who still believe them guilty weren't happy with the unusual plea deal. In 2011, supporters pushed Arkansas Governor Mike Beebe to pardon <laughs> Eccles, Baldwin, and Miss Kelly based on their innocence. Beebe said he would deny the request unless there was evidence showing someone else committed the murders. Zanzizi Bee Bee. Prosecutor Scott Ellington <laughs> said Arkansas State Crime Laboratory would help seek other suspects by running searches of, on any DNA evidence produced in private laboratory testing the team's Investigation. Now, you guys know about the fact that the Golden State Killer was caught through Ancestry.com, right? It was one of like a distant relative's. Dude, this cat is like humping the soundboard. Larry, Seriously,
3: for all the months and months that we've done this, this, this is a first. She's this never is, been like this. We've
1: been doing this podcast for over two years now, and this is the first time the soundboard has ever got like some real pussy love. She's Team Larry. She said is. it to me before we went out for a smoke break. So anyway, they got out. There were documentaries that they were posted. <laughs> there was Mara Leverett's book, The Devil's Not. Many songs were written about the case, but Josh will talk about that. They went out to go on Piers Morgan and talk about the case. And there's a lot of info about what happened post their release. I know... uh, I know Jesse missed Kelly. Basically, he went home and started working in an auto shop, and then I think he got laid off, but there's like a fund for the the, uh, West Memphis Three, so he gets like 500 bucks a month, and somehow he's able to live off that while Hmm. living with his dad and his girlfriend. Piggly Wiggly, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Food loin. Good pizza. Decent prices. Anyway. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I've got one little bit that I want to throw out there before we get to all the segments you know and love. We'll see you on the other side.
4: 18 years, a long time behind bars, a long time on death row, a long time in and out of solitary, a long time for something that you insist you didn't do. Today, three men who were supposed to never walk free did just that. They were called the West Memphis Three, convicted of murdering three Cub Scouts in West Memphis, Arkansas in 1993, despite any physical evidence linking them to the crime. After years of fighting for freedom, they were released today in a very unusual plea deal. Aaron Moriarty of 48 Hours Mystery has been on this story for four years.
1: My name is Damian Eccles. I am 36 years old and released today from death row for a
0: crime I did not commit.
5: Arkansas death row inmate Damian Eccles got his life back today as part of an unusual plea agreement. Eccles and two other convicted men, Jason Baldwin and Jesse Miss Kelly, were released from prison. You know this has
0: been going on for over 18 years, and it's it's been an absolute living hell.
5: 17 years ago, Damian Eccles was sentenced to death. The other two were given life. Jason Baldwin.
0: In the beginning, we told
1: nothing but the truth that we were innocent, and they sent us to prison for the rest of our lives for it. Three teenagers were taken into custody.
5: Known as the West Memphis Three, the men were teenagers in 1994 when they were convicted of killing three eight-year-old boys in the town of West Memphis, Arkansas. Stevie Branch, Christopher Byers, and Michael Moore. Investigators in this rural community believe that the teenagers killed the children as part of a satanic ritual. In recent years, though, DNA evidence has been recovered at the scene, none of it linking the accused to the crime. Their freedom comes at a high price. Under the unusual agreement known as an Alford plea, the three men who still say they are innocent had to plead guilty to murder.
1: And the only thing that the state would do for us was to say, hey, we'll let you go only if
0: you admit guilt and that's not justice no matter how you look at it
5: while the father of one Some of the victims man, voiced I'm his glad. support for the three men you
0: know, i'm glad that they're free sir would you have a safe
5: place another had to be removed from have the court place. after objecting to the deal this was not justice a deal that almost didn't happen jason baldwin who didn't initially want to make the plea Finally, agreed to get Damien Eccles off death row.
1: I did not want to take the deal from the get go. However, they're trying to kill Damien. It's
5: a really sad story and a, a surprising development, Scott.
4: Aaron, I wonder why did the prosecutors go for this deal?
5: Well, the official state's position is that these men are guilty, but the prosecuting attorney today admitted that eventually these three men would have gotten new trials and they were likely to be acquitted during those trials. So, this in some ways was a face saving move for the state.
0: Thank you, Aaron.
1: Every night i shout at the devil well recently because i ate jambalaya and i was like why did i do that <laughs> i've got an asshole like a flaming muzzle of a rifle that's been shooting at the range all day burns ladies gentlemen
6: don't know why everybody's always shouting at me i mean i, I can hear perfectly well i apologize I'm maybe the next devil, time. i'm not like hard of hearing did you get a
1: presidential alert today devil
6: i did would you say? Would you? Would you reply? I mean, it scared the Jesus out of me. Devil, big yes. fan. Big thank fan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all he had to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Small talker, huh?
1: Pretty much. Well, only in this instance. I Y'all guess. I was about to
6: say. I've heard the show before. My
1: God. <laughs> do you have any uh, devil? Do you have any uh, suggestions for our show?
6: Uh, yeah. I think we should look into whether or not heaven exists. Okay. That'd be a great start what? right there. Why is that? Uh, I don't believe it exists. Didn't you I've only seen fall this.
1: from
4: heaven?
6: I've only seen this.
4: So what religion are you then, devil?
6: Uh, I am Buddhist. Oh, the more you know. Hmm. Yeah, indeed. Interesting. No one ever asked. They just threw it into Satanism, but you know that was the whole... It was a mix-up. Are you part of this whole Me Too movement? Hashtag Me Too, yes. Don't touch the ladies. Unless you want to be a Supreme Court nominee, then you know, all bets are off. Drink all the beer you want.
1: Thank you, I will, devil.
6: <laughs> I Thank- know you do. <laughs> like, I have to tell you what to do when it comes to beer. What's your favorite beer?
1: I'm two-hearted.
6: Ah, okay. Bells. That's
1: Shout out. Hey, Bells, do you want to sponsor our show? I got Satan on the fucking show. That'll tell you something. Uh, rock on. Thank you, sir. anyway, So there's a thoughtcatalog.com article, and I really need to read it. It's from Eric Redding from September 28th of 2016. Now, this is post them being released for about four years. There's been books. There's been articles. Well, there's been a resurgence now of people who say that's great that they got sent free, but did anybody ever look at this evidence? Because maybe they really did it. So, Let's peruse this real quick before we get into all the other segments you know and love. So, according to a post on one of the boards, it said, no substantial evidence, exclamation point. And while this writer says, no substantial evidence, question mark, excuse me. And then goes on to list it. So, Damien has never come up with an alibi for where he was during the murders. Well, actually, he has. Per Damien, quote, At the time the police say the murders took place, I was actually on the phone with three different people. The problem was my attorneys never called them to the stand. And that's from Damien Eccles. Really, let's examine these three. Actually, four other people's testimonies, shall we? Do they exonerate him like he suggests? In a word, no. They weren't called because they exposed Damien's alibi for the total lie. It was. Holly George Damien claimed he talked to Holly George on May 5th, 1993. Holly told police she didn't talk to Damien that evening. She said she spoke with him much earlier in the afternoon around 3 or 4, which still gives him time to do it. Mm-hmm. Heather Clitt. Heather Clitt? Clitt. Yeah, Heather Clitt. <laughs> uh, make sure you scroll the middle mouse button there. <laughs> Damien claimed he spoke with Heather Clitt on the evening of May 5th, 1993. Clitt said she'd been unable to reach Eccles until 1030. Which would have meant that he was busy until that time. Hmm. She also mentioned that Holly George told her that Eccles had been out walking around on that day. Domini Tear. Damien's girlfriend Domini Tear said she last saw Damien around 5 to 5.30 on May 5th. She said she did not speak with him until again Damien called her around 10. Hmm. So Jennifer Bearden, the one Damien misses out because it's most damaging. Bearden told police at nine in a nine ten ninety three statement that she called Jason's house between four fifteen and five thirty on May fifth nineteen ninety three. She says Jason answered the phone and she talked to Jason and Damien for about twenty minutes. Damien told her he and Jason were quote going somewhere and to call him back at eight. When Damian or when Bearden called Damien's house at eight, his grandmother answered. Damien's grandmother told Bearden that Damien wasn't there. In her police statement, Bearden says she finally reached Damien around 9.20 p.m., Hmm. which leaves that space. Mm -hmm. So where were Damien and Co for four to five hours that happened to coincide with the time of the murders? Well, we don't know. Damien told Jennifer that Jason's mom had driven them somewhere, which was a lie because she was at work until 11. It's strange that he can't come up with an alibi that holds up, Mm. isn't it? Surely, if he's innocent, he just needs to tell us where he was. So why doesn't he? Well, Jesse Kelly's has no alibi either. I know you're about to say he was in a karate tournament, but he wasn't. The so-called photos depict a different event a month prior, and the witnesses all gave conflicting testimony. This alibi only emerged from a previous alibi, and nor does Jason Baldwin. After an attempt to get his brother and a friend... And Watkins to lie for him. He stopped trying to construct one to the point that in 2008, his lawyer stood up in court and said he couldn't find a reliable alibi <laughs> witness for Jason. Jeez. Ouch. So blue wax was found on the bodies matched wax found in Damien's room and a candle belonging to his girlfriend. Hmm. The knife multiple people testifies. It was Damien's knife, including his ex-girlfriend, Deanna Holcomb. She said Damien's knife stood out because it had a compass and the knife manufacturer testified that the knife found was missing a compass. Now, it doesn't end there. The so-called bite mark on Steve Branch or Stevie Branch perfectly matches the diameter of the compass slot, complete with a central wound for the pin. Picture of knife with compass to compare. It's shocking that an innocent man's knife would match that not just the knife wounds, but other contusions on the body, too. A necklace was found too late to be included in trial evidence in Damien's possession that was covered with blood. Mm. Tests proved that the DNA on it was consistent with Damien, Jason, and Stevie Branch. That's pretty fucking damning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm <sighs> still snorting coke here.
3: Oh. Was that me?
1: Yeah. No, that was me. And then oh. you reacting to yep. me. Yep. The three boys were tied with three distinct unique knots. The usual points to three distinct killers and is almost unheard of in cases involving just one suspect. Paradise Lost claims, quote, there was no blood at the crime scene, which is wrong completely. Here are their tests. Well, it's lit up like a Christmas tree. There was a lot of blood hmm. by somebody extra who researched this whole case. Damien was seen by a family. That knew him very well near the crime scene on the night of the murders. The Hollingsworth family, who correctly described Damien's clothes, thought they saw him with his girlfriend. They were never retracted the statement and gained nothing by coming forward except to have their credibility attacked and gained by, again by West Memphis three researchers looking to discount their sighting. Despite this, one of the key reasons Narlene Hollingsworth was called to testify was her reputation for brutal honesty, even when it came to her own children. Green fibers found at the crime scene matched a shirt in Damien's home. Red fibers that the police suspected were from a bathrobe in Miss Kelly's home, but stressed that they couldn't match them, were retested by the defense in 2008 and found not to match. It's odd that they would retest the fibers known to not be a match, but not the ones that were a match. Mm. What's even odder is that they neglected to mention that owning owing to evidence decay most crime labs refuse to retest for the defense saying that after all this time they would have decayed too much any findings would be deeply suspect damien is a liar straight up he lies to his supporters to make his innocence seem more compelling and lies to make himself Now, this is by the author himself even more of a martyr. A few examples. Quote, I lived 15 miles away from West Memphis and the crime scene. 2010 interview with Larry King. He lived in a trailer park in West Memphis less than two miles away from the crime scene. Okay. Quote, I never went to West Memphis, hardly at all. He was known to say, no. he was known for walking around West Memphis constantly and testified in 94. I walked around frequently. There's not much to do. I don't really understand that. Quote, I wasn't familiar with Robin Hood Hills before the murders. It was a residential area, and I only went to West Memphis to go to Walmart and stuff. He said in 2010, in 1994, in response to the question, how often do you go to Robin Hood Hills? Damien responded, two to three times a week. Mm. He literally agreed with the prosecutor on the stand that he was moving events around, depending on what time he needed to cover. We see him cover for this in Paradise Lost by saying he was daydreaming. In his book, Almost Home, Damien claims he barely knew Jesse Miss Kelly. The testimony of Dominique Tier, Jim McNeese, Jason Crosby, Deanna Holcomb, and about 15 other testifies to a friendship between the two, with everyone mentioning that them walking around town together, attending events, turning up at people's houses together, and so on and so on. It's a total lie and a poor one. Now, according to Mark Gardner, uh, he was. He claimed Mark Gardner raped him in prison. He later retracted the whole thing after investigation proved he hadn't. The prison at the time said he retracted the claims after he was told a report would be published that claimed him a manipulative uh, pathological liar. He was concerned about the effect this would give him and his supporters. He claims his mom and sister never visited him in prison maybe one or two times, but not often. My sister only came twice and stopped coming after. Prison records prove he's lying and that his mother visited weekly. While his sister came fortnightly or once a month when she was busy, when she wasn't busy, he told Piers Morgan that prison forced him to eat with his hands. I had to learn to use a fork again, a claim that is demonstrably bullshit. So they're basically saying that he's a liar. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of kind of hearsay kind of in the prison stuff, but Most of all, I just wanted to get that out there because I think it's something that currently that people are kind of like, I think they're a little woeful about maybe they let free some people that they got caught up in a documentary with music and like moods and people's commentary that could be constructed one way. And then, you know, maybe it was a lie. Maybe it was the way it was presented. You know, I can understand how this this could be befuddling for somebody confusing and to see these people walk free if you especially if you're one of the parents Mm -hmm. and my heart goes out to the parents of the three Mm eight-year-old boys you know terry hobbs i don't know if he's as much of a suspect as i've let on but there are people out there that say that he's the guy john mark byers a lot of people say that he's the guy we haven't got to our verdict and we'll talk about it when we get to it but it's a it's a crazy story folks and uh it ends with them free and three boys still dead. So as much as I thought this would be a more uplifting episode, <laughs> it's a little better because maybe if they didn't do it, they were set free. So in order to really appreciate these crimes, you have to satiate your tongues with a little bit of pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute.
4: all right guys so i know this is this is gonna be a big old shocker but there were a few films made about this what (laughs) yeah ryan may have mentioned it once or twice but hey paradise lost true story that's a it's a movie Uh, it's a documentary there's actually and there's you mentioned the first two but there's actually a third one yeah um of course paradise lost the child murders at robin hood's hills and uh revelations and the third one's called purgatory now there's also there's been a few movies that have made about of course west of memphis yep and uh One that was originally a book, but then made into a a Hollywood film called Devil's Knot. Do we know
6: who's in that? Not me. I was not in that one.
3: (laughs) That's what he said. Devil's Knot.
6: Yeah. Okay. I'm just clearing it up. Yeah, Uh,
1: That was a glad to have you sit in today, Satan. (laughs) Anytime.
6: Anytime. Not very busy.
1: Big
4: fan. Uh, 2013 film. Whoa. (laughs) 2013 film starring Colin Firth. As Ron Lax, the private investigator. And Reese Witherspoon as Pamela Hobbs, whom, of course, is the mother of Stevie Branch. Uh, Now, an odd little bit of tidbit, as far as music is concerned, is um, in Paradise Lost, it was the first time that Metallica ever allowed their music to be used in a movie.
1: Yeah, and it's all over that movie, by the way. Uh, I believe it closes with Sanitarium. Yep. That was one of uh, Damien's favorite songs. Hmm. Actually, oddly enough, the that first documentary holds up. It's it's a good watch other than, like I said, be forewarned for the, the dead kids in the beginning, but it's a fascinating study on a small, you know, like a small town just getting flipped upside down kind of thing. It's not right. super small, but you get what I'm saying. Right. Now, of course, I mentioned Devil's Not." It was
4: written by Mara Leverett, Yep, Uh, And then there's The Blood of Innocence by
1: Guy Real. And, (laughs) hey, Guy, come over here. I got a few questions for you. (laughs) Now, several albums have
4: actually been released in support of The Defendants, of course. Uh, Free the West Memphis Three, released by Cock Records, organized by Eddie Spaghetti of the band Super Suckers. Can I throw one
1: quick thing in there? Yeah. Lori Eccles was sitting next to Eddie Vedder when they were at that appeal to uh, do the Alfred plea. By the way, he had his arm around her. Wow. It was like, "Ah, ah, 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 ah. I hope this is a good verdict. That's all I got to (laughs) say.
4: The day after he got out of prison, they partied. Artists on that record include Steve Earle, Tom Waits, L7, and Joe Strummer in 2002 henry rollins worked with other vocalists on rise above 24 black flag songs to benefit the west memphis three all money raised was donated to legal funds
1: you know and i get that too it's the uh, musicians can totally especially like rock musicians can i'm sure any marilyn manson was a vocal sorry yep
4: west west of memphis voices for justice yeah uh, it's a compilation record with Eddie Better, Henry Rollins, Natalie Maines, Marilyn Manson, Dave Navarro, Patty Smith, Band of Horses, Johnny Depp, and Bob Dylan.
6: Big Manson fan over here.
4: <laughs> right on. Uh, there's a band, a metalcore band called Zayo. Zayo? Yeah, 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 Zayo. And they have a song called Free the Three. And lastly, on April 28th, 2011, Disturbed released the song Three. About the West Memphis 3 All proceeds of the downloads went to
1: Benefit Foundation For their release It's crazy to me that that had that far Zeo is a Christian metal band Then you've got Eddie Vedder, Marilyn I mean the Dixie Chicks Mm -hmm. But that was an awkward meeting And Johnny Depp just like showing up like I'm not a child pedophile (laughs) I'm just a crazy guy Who just does weird movies
6: yeah he sold a soul to me that's how come he has his film career may have played a child. Makes
1: sense that does make sense because you know mm-hmm. and his youth he's a great actor but maybe I'm just blind by your truth Satan
6: that's what I'm here for I always tell the truth
1: I agree and that's been your pop culture <laughs> you know when we talk about cases like this, sometimes I'm curious about what it's like on the internet. What does the internet have to say about the West Memphis Three? And usually we turn to our Yahoo Answers. I'm watching Charlie Brown, or like I just walked into like a really pricey five star hotel. Yep. And there's like a girl singing jazz,
3: or like one of those boutique shops. Yeah. That you only find like in a, like a like downtown Rockford. Yeah. That sells like oh we make our own paper here and soy candles. Soy candles. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> smells like feet.
1: Well, patchouli are us.
3: <laughs> yeah, all much. natural. Uh, today we decided to ask Yahoo, uh, or rather, somebody else did. This, these are not my words. Trust me. Um, she wrote the West Memphis Three. Why are they out? I've been reading about the West Memphis Three. Why are these devil worshippers out of prison? Why are they not dead?
6: Why do I get dragged into the shit?
3: I'm sorry, Satan. It's they, not
6: your fault. <laughs>
3: They Satanist brutally murdered three innocent chi- Christian children. They did it just because they were Christians. Christians, actually, if I'm reading it, how she spelled it and had to make a sacrifice to the devil.
6: Then, again, I don't ask for these sacrifices.
3: Then you have these Hollywood communists like Peter Jackson and the terrible actor Johnny Depp. I, for one, am never going to see these guys movies again. These Hollywood pigs are disgusting for supporting child oh murder. Oh, my
2: God. I,
3: uh. Jackson is a bad man. I, for one, hope his Hobbit movie bombs. Why did he do that was so bad? Oh, he thought differently Yeah, than me. right? How I'm, dare he? I am here to ask you what you will do to put these devil worshippers back in jail where they belong and finally fry them. User RBT responded, Hooray for prejudice. Just <laughs> Just because they wore black doesn't mean they were evil Satanists that kill children.
6: I've never seen them in my life. The
3: the evidence proved they were innocent and the justice system let them go. Yet you're mad at the actors who supported them. Jeez. User Jadakar wrote, the state Supreme Court examined new forensic evidence and released these three from prison two years ago. Just why you think that you know better than the entire criminal justice system is a mystery to me. The courts have spoken. The prisoners have been released. That puts an end to it. You ought to be keeping your uninformed opinions to yourself. Uh, User Slave to Christ. Oh, boy. I will pray for you as right now you are in a bad way. I hope you will be saved before it is too late.
6: Uh, I also will be praying for you.
3: Thanks, Satan. That's so nice.
6: Definitely. I mean, anybody who's a slave to Christ is a friend of mine.
1: Guys, I hate to throw all my cards out there, but I think I know who I'm siding with right about now. Hail Q of M.
6: Yep. Hail Santa.
1: Hail Satan.
3: <laughs> user J wrote, you'll rot in hell for saying Johnny Depp is a bad actor. <laughs> and user Patrick Nine wrote, are you even human?
1: Probably not. Probably Jeez. not. We've <laughs> dealt with a lot of bots during these Yahoo yeah. answers. So uh, probably, I'm, I'm going to side with not.
3: Yeah. Uh, another question we asked is, are you happy that the West Memphis Three have been released? Um... The best answer by Rent Two Forty Nine is: I accuse the guy above me of murder because I accused him. He must be guilty. Right. No appeals, Brian. Jeez. Uh, user Charles Veit wrote: They were convicted on a forced confession from a redacted uh, R word. R word boy. Who wasn't allowed to have a lawyer present. There were no witnesses, no murder weapons, no fingerprints, no footprints, no hair or clothing fibers, no DNA that connected the West Memphis three to the crime scene. Guys like OJ were acquitted when the evidence against them was stronger. The case was never strong enough that the West Memphis three should have been convicted in the first place. Hey, if the glove don't fit, a <laughs> uh, user tonal C2 wrote happy. No, but if they were wrongfully convicted, I think it's right that they were released. Uh, An anonymous user wrote, I remember reading about their trials on the news. There was overwhelming evidence. I'm never happy when convicted. Overwhelmed? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm never happy when convicted murderers are released or get out on parole. Hey, I read the headline. Why? Because having more murderers on the loose increases the risk of murder.
1: That person is one of the first people that you've read their comment that I've just wanted to kick in the face. You know
3: what my favorite part is? You know how on Yahoo Answers you can list your sources?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Her sources just says police officer.
1: Oh, cool. Well, you're so smart. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
3: User excuse me. And I can't ever say that without hearing Vicky Guerrero. Just you're right. Soundboard. Excuse me. Uh, As long as justice is served, I try not to get too riled up about it. Uh, Another anonymous user wrote, they are murderers. How on earth are they wrongfully convicted? I personally believe that they deserve a bigger sentence. Uh, User C Rowe, I hope they are are able to rebuild their lives. And user Andrew Rowe, I'm never happy when sick pieces of shit like Casey Anthony or the West Memphis Three are freed. We are becoming too lenient on criminals in this country. Casey Anthony,
1: make one a president. Casey Anthony is a future episode. Yeah. But calm down. Calm the fuck down. (laughs) I know it's hard being a single mom, but calm the fuck down. Yeah. And that's been your Yahoo Answers. it's going to suck.
3: Yeah. This um
1: <sighs> listeners, this is going to suck cuz this is a very biased kind of all over the map thing. Um I wish I could have sat with them all and gone through all these documentaries and also these podcasts and mm-hmm. also read all these articles online. But it is time it is time for a verdict. In one corner For podcasters you trust with your life, it's fine if you do. I trust April. I trust. Uh, I trust you guys. I fucking thank you, Satan. Anytime. I trust you too.
6: I have a good judgment of character.
1: I trust Joshua. Do I trust myself? Sometimes. No.
6: I trust you, Ryan. Thanks, Satan.
1: In the other corner, we got a lot of suspects. And we're gonna weigh in who we think actually killed these three little boys in the West Memphis Three case. Or dater dirt. You want me to go first? I'm. I guess I'm ready. Okay, Joshua, with the first verdict.
4: I think this is one of the hardest verdicts that we have done to date. There is way too many people tied to this in one way, shape, or another. Uh at the end of the day it still sucks though because these three little boys are dead. There's nothing that will change that. I I do not think that I don't think it was the three that went to prison. I know there's things that tie them very very loosely, but I think it's too loose that you can't really say that it's concrete. Um At this point, I'm going to say I think it was Mr.
1: Bojangles. Okay. Awesome. April. He's
3: waiting for a five here.
1: Oh, okay. April. Wow. That was...
2: I thought it was like a pause. That that was... was, uh, Boy. That was awkward. Um (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
3: gosh. Yeah. I think Jazz is right in saying that like this is easily one of the most difficult verdicts I've had to think about. Mm-hmm. Especially because I thought I knew what I was gonna say. And then that little like tidbit that we did after the break where you talked about all of that other evidence um that sort of incriminates um uh, Damien. Three, yeah. yeah. Like oh, man.
1: I, it was important for me to do that because I saw so many YouTube videos that were like, oh, that's great. They freed them, but they did it. Right. And it was just like, well, I should probably bring up some of the evidence that actually like, like hardcore kind of people who are case, try, just trying to, I mean, a lot of it is online crime solvers. Right. And that's half the problem. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of, it's hard to know what's real and what's not. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's, there's, Word of mouth is terrible. and But yeah, I had to throw that in there for you. So, mm-hmm. for everybody.
3: Um, oh boy. um, I would have to say... What's the... what's Which guy had all of his teeth taken out?
1: Oh, John Mark Byers. That was the guy in the beginning clip. Yeah,
3: was, I don't know. I'm just...
1: The heroine? The dad? Yeah,
3: the heroine dad. And was he a stepdad?
1: He was. But... According to all, this is this is the thing. Mm-hmm. He was, ser- and I brought this up in the first episode. He was searching for him the whole time that they really, kid, yeah. yeah, with his family. Like he was, <laughs> he's like the main through line in the first ah, episode. Just in case it wasn't hard enough. I know. That's the thing is. Here is the truth. I don't think. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't want to skip to me, but I don't mm-hmm. think John Mark Byers did it. I no. just think he's a redneck, super mm-hmm. crazy, charismatic yeah. guy. Yeah. Even though Damien Eccles himself has said that he says all evidence points to John Mark Byers, mm-hmm. but John Mark Byers is like, there's no way. Wow.
3: I think for me, what I'm going to say is that it was the Mr. Bojangles character, but I don't think he acted alone. Um, I'm not sure who the second suspect would be.
0: Wasn't me. But,
3: <laughs> but I mean, just thinking like logistically, if you have three... Like preteen boys,
5: mm-hmm. like
3: to handle killing them all at once, I feel like you've just as one person would be really difficult. Cause, like, while you're tying one up, the other one's running away, and then you gotta go catch that one. And then, oh, there goes the other one. Unless
1: like, you killed them all in different places and then oh, hogtied true. them before you dropped them off, and you were driving like a big econoline van. Yeah backed it up into the pond and then slowly
3: That's threw true. them all in the water. Jesus, I don't know. That's my verdict and I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. No, you're fine. It is. Larry, Larry, go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, Um, this is definitely one of the tougher ones. It, it, who was the one who had the knife with the broken compass?
1: <laughs> that was Damien. That was the West Memphis Three. Gosh.
2: wait, It's so crazy because it kind of points to him, but... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just gotta I just gotta throw my hands up and say I don't know I do
6: not know We've
1: got our first IDK Yep.
6: I think it was Jesus
1: I'm (laughs) gonna agree with you Satan Also I'm gonna say I'm I'm, I'm all about Mr. Bojangles I've been all about Mr. Bojangles Since I started researching it As soon Mm -hmm. as it came out it just seemed right The uh, I don't think there was a Satanist cult I if they did have oh. that, I'm sorry. I'm, they all worship you in the name of rock, but they don't really kind of really understand you.
6: I'm, I'm a very complex soul.
1: You are. You're, multi, mm. you're multi-layered, You're multi so it's a little hard to get you sometimes. Ooh, like an onion. Maybe, sure. maybe if they peeled you the right way, they would figure out Satan. Here's the truth. You made some of the greatest rock and roll of all time.
6: Sure. I just produced. I, I let the artist. I stay out of the artist's way. And, and, and I get the best out of them.
1: You do. And the truth is, the West Memphis Three, even if they did appreciate you, they weren't that tied to you to where they would murder three little boys and throw them in the water. And I have no problem with the fact that they were released because they're not bad people. If you suffer from a mental illness like Damien Eccles did, that's not a problem. That doesn't... De- Dehabilitate you from being able to be Another human being to other people No but hear. what it allows
2: is the police to take advantage Of you Absolutely, and I think
1: that's if there's anything
2: as far as a, a verdict here is that The police department had Solved this was a big crime for them
4: yeah, And they solved it before they did any police oh, work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to I go agree. back on that would be an embarrassment to the whole
1: precinct. Yeah, exactly. It's okay to like Satan. It's okay to like rock and roll. Thank you. It's okay to like Wiccan things, which doesn't even involve no, Satan.
6: I, I, I don't like the Wiccans. Okay.
1: Well, they <laughs> at least appreciate you. So there's enough of that
6: <laughs> really you worshiping kill- the moon come on now
1: i don't understand how if you you're worshiping satan that you're gonna kill eight-year-old boys it's not a sp- don't thing.
6: do this shit under my name
1: no don't do it under my name or this podcast name mr bojangles if you're out there i want to know what your deal is i want you to talk to the cops i think you should come clean those little boys deserve it and that's been your verdict Well, oh. we did it. We slogged through the end of
4: episode two. <sighs> yeah.
3: Slogged is about the That's best about way I health. could yeah, yeah. I could describe
1: that. Like going through a muddy creek. Yeah, just like that chief investigator who got down on his hand and his knees and was like, oh, my foot's cut on something. <laughs> you think he gargled a little bit of that muddy water? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ew. Probably tastes like pennies. It's time to get. Quizzical. La. Let's
2: get quizzical. Quizzical. How want I wanna get
1: quizzical? Let's get into quizzical.
6: Well, really, you want me to host this week, Larry? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's fine. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Question number one. <laughs> nice. We're going to play uh, Truth or Myth here. Okay. Satan Radio. Thank you, Devil. JFK's family had a pet dog that was the child of one of the first dogs in space. Josh. Josh. False. That is incorrect, sir. I've never had a single one right. I don't think you've made one right yet. (laughs) Maybe you and I should make a deal after this show. Yeah. Might be able to fix that for you. Josh
1: sold a soul, and that's just, well, now he's going straight to Hello Operator.
6: Simpsons reference. (laughs) Question number two. An airplane's black box is not black at all. Ryan. Ryan. False. That is incorrect, sir. Mm. Question number three. You can't boil water at the top of Mount Everest. April. April. False. That is correct, April.
3: You can boil water. It just takes longer because of the elevation.
6: Three dogs survived the sinking of the Titanic. Ryan. Ryan. True. That is correct, one-to-one. Do we, I'm, I'm unsure of the rules. We played three? three. Yes. Yeah, yes, three. Sir. Okay.
4: It's okay. your first time. It's okay. It's,
6: yes. I,
3: Unless you want to play to 666. By the way,
4: I love
1: your goatee.
6: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I just had it trimmed at uh, Lady Jane's up the street there. Oh, very nice. They do the hot towel thing over your face and Ooh. the neck massage. It's awesome. Ooh. Very. Cool. really treat yourself like that sometimes. I agree. The mask the killer wears in the 1977 movie Halloween is based on?
1: Ryan. It's based on Captain Kirk. Or, what's his his name? William Shatner.
6: That wasn't even a question. Want me to finish the question? The mask of the killer was based on Richard Nixon. April. April. False. That is correct. April (laughs) 2. Ryan 1.
1: <laughs> Good lord, Ryan. The, cr- over.
6: The, cr- over. the creator of Pringles was buried in a custom made oversized Pringles can Josh. coffin. Josh. False. That is correct, Josh, for the first time, I believe, on it's, the board.
4: I feel your power, Satan.
6: Yeah, that's why I'm getting weaker here. You're, you're drawing my powers. People are more honest in a better smelling room. Ryan. Ryan. True. That is correct. Two. Tune- To two to one.
1: Mm. Remember last week, our episode was a downer because of the fact that we were smelling cat shit. Yeah, that cat died. Speaking of downers,
6: R. I. (laughs) P. It is impossible to (laughs) to cry in space. Josh. Josh. That is false. That is incorrect, Josh. Braille was invented by someone who could see. Josh. Josh. False. That is correct. Two to two to two. Times three. Is my address. <laughs> Famed children's book author Shell Silverstein worked for Playboy Madison. Ryan. Ryan. True. That is correct. Ryan we both wins.
1: We both knew it. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody should know that Shell Silverstein worked for Playboy. Yep. And that's been your quizzical.
2: Sorry, I just got from my bathroom break. You need me to do quizzical?
1: No, actually, we got it taken care of.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. Well, take yeah. the week off. That's nice. Sometimes you need a little break. Yeah. Rest the vocal cords. You know, these sweet harmonies don't come out. That's true. Rest.
1: Indeed. So, guess what, guys? Since this was a listener suggestion, yes, we have the coveted mail sack to do.
2: This chair just broke. Josh almost <laughs> lost his mail sack. Yep. that's what I get for dancing to that. <laughs> dancing to the
1: tunage. We got a lot of questions here, folks. Okay, so our listeners, our fans, our—I would call them our friends, friends, family, friends. extended family. You know, you guys help us Lovers. through the week. You're well, not allowed at Thanksgiving, at, though. At this, I wouldn't slap you out for wanting to. Stop I, don't have have enough, st- I don't have
2: enough. I don't have enough. You don't room. have enough stovetop. No, not enough, not enough stuffing. I mean, I can do a lot of stuffing. Warm stuffing. But I mean that's that's too much stuffing for me to
1: all right. So here's the first do. question. It was from a guy named Rian Horig. When's Larry's new album come out? Oh, um
2: gosh, that comes out October 16th. Will be available on like iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Spotify. All the things. All the things where you can buy music. I'm sure it's there. We'll share it. All the tracks
1: I've heard are great. Check out Big Ol' Mm -hmm. Bridges. Bridges On Spotify. We'll plug
2: it more on
1: uh, the Drunctacular. Yeah, of course. Mm. Now, Jen Chick Chester asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow and can swallows carry mail? I actually know the answer to this. What's that? It's 24 miles per hour. And no. Okay. Well, next
2: question. I think it's question. like 24.6 miles per hour. <laughs> I Googled it.
4: <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Our man, I, I want to... I was give... about to give the, the answer she wanted, but I can't I can't argue that. <laughs>
2: what was the answer that what she wanted? What kind,
4: African or European swallow? Oh,
2: yeah. Well, it's oh. a little
1: more in-depth than I know. <laughs> Let's go with Brian Douglas, who says, Why all the male prostitution? I guess I can feel this one a bit. Yeah, because people are sad. They need a wake they need a they need a Jimmy Dean sausage wake up. You got to go out there and make people happy. That's what we do when we're not out here podcasting telling you guys crazy cold cases or no. talking about I don't know globsters.
2: Right. You know, when you're sad, a good
1: dickin' feels makes you feel better. Yeah. That's and a all fact. Our, all our clients are pretty happy with uh, our performance. So Just saying John Hodges says What is your favorite part About podcasting This is a good Round the horn question So let's go with Uh April 1st
3: Um I'd say Honestly just getting to Like hang out With my friends Because As a Busy parent It's hard for me To carve time Out of my schedule For just like Hangouts But because this is Like a thing It's kind of like We have to hang out Yeah And I can justify that a little bit more, as sad as that sounds. But yeah, I just like hanging out with my bros.
1: I agree. Do you ever wish that there were more more of a female influence in this
3: podcast? No, (laughs) no, because it's it's me. I wouldn't like. No, I don't want someone to steal my thunder. (laughs) Truth Corner, Lawrence.
2: For me, it's I did I did stand up comedy for a while, and it's it was. What I didn't care for was a the repetition of doing the same thing over and over again. This is like yeah. a blank slate where, and it's a tight rope walk where, like, I, I can we can create things that we, like I could sit there and try to write jokes, but I don't think the comedy would be as good as what mm-hmm. it is here. What we do. On a weekly basis, I, I like agree. the I like the immediacy of of coming up with something funny. It,
1: well, it's always organic. Like, yeah, there's no. But that's what that's the fun of listening back to him Is that like these things don't just happen? We just like and you can't recreate them. Yeah, no, you can't. It's not like. Uh, <laughs> a beat thing where you can like go through it and be like, okay, now I'm going to do the whole pull the Thunderbird to the side of the road. This mm-hmm. is my gimmick or yeah,
2: ZZ Ben BB. I don't care how long you sit in a room
4: with a pad of paper. You ain't coming
2: up with that.
3: Right. Very true. <laughs> true
4: story, Josh. I mean, outside of what April said, because I completely agree with her. It's uh being a content creator. It's nobody else's is here this is this is our thing and i love that we enjoy doing this together and that other people seem to like it as well and that's that's something i've always wanted to do is just i that's why i learn how to play guitar and try to do music and I,
3: I like to just i like being somebody. So the who, guy who's got an album coming
5: out yeah right
1: i love you april i love april Call me with a right hook on the chin, because yeah. we wouldn't have come up with that. That's why it's good that <laughs> she's here, yeah. right? I'd it. be like,
4: but I think just that's just sad. what it is. Is just having, like Larry said, this we have a a blank slate in front of us, and mm-hmm. we created this, and that it's 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 good, good or bad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's just cool that other people like it too.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say the favorite part about podcasting is really the the, the end beer. Of- the beer's is great. <laughs> no, I um. I always enjoy listening to the episodes after Larry edits them. So, like today is Wednesday, and so I won't hear this episode till Monday. But it's kind of like a it's it's a weird like revival of the time that I get to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because as bad as I may think things are when the when the episode ends, it's like I even like crazy. But like even the JFK episodes, I, I think I was probably like I don't know if that was good, and then I listened to him like oh that was good. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yep. It's great. So our next question is from Skylar, our dear Skylar, who's a great, 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 great person. She asks, are there any other podcast ideas you guys want to pursue someday? Hmm. Larry, I think you kind of have an idea of this, but... What do
2: you I, say? well, I started it. And if you really want to go back and listen to it, it's the Bud Miles show. That show so, was hilarious. It was a pull, pl- like a right wing spoof type show. I mean,
3: the best thing about Bud Miles is all the followers you got on Twitter that thought you were serious. That thought it was
2: real. That yeah, was that the best. That was awesome. That's how I knew I was doing but it. But that is very time. It was, it is extremely time consuming to yeah. do that show because, I mean, I was doing effects on my voices and, and it, it but, you know, if I could bring that back, I de- if I could do it the way I envision it, I
1: would bring it back. Yeah. I like the character, too. April?
3: Um, I had sort of batted around the idea of doing, like, a food history show. Mm. Um, not unlike uh, Elton Brown's Good Eats, kind of like that type of thing. Um, Cover a certain recipe or cover a food and and just, like, a 15-minute breakdown of how it came to be, some of the etymology of how it got its name, et cetera, et cetera.
1: That's I like that. Josh. Well, it's no
4: secret that I'm into video games and I've been a part of several video game podcasts uh, that just whatever reason or another, we, you know, would shut down, (laughs) but that's the one thing that I feel like I'm very passionate about. And I know a lot about, so I would love to do something video game related again.
1: Spoiler alert. I think you will. Uh, no, I'm I, honestly, Skylar, I'm doing the one thing that I wanted to cover. I think it's broad enough that it's going to hit all the bases of things. I'm even talking about serial killers on this show. So I'm this fine. scratches all his itches. It really does. That's probably why I have, even that one. Yeah. You know, nobody you know can reach one. It. that one. Nobody can reach it, but this can. Yeah. True story. I'm I'm having a great time. Um other than that, like no, I'm happy. So, okay, so Matthew Murray, our one of our UK listeners, he says, "Fuck Mary Kill, mm. John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer and Ted Bundy." Mm. Do you need me to start? Cuz I know these guys. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, fuck Mary Kill. I'm going to go with kill John Wayne Gacy. Fuck Jeffrey Dahmer and probably no, actually, flip that. Reverse it. So we're going to go uh, kill John Wayne Gacy, fuck Ted Bundy, marry Jeffrey Dahmer. Because if he was on the right meds, he would be okay. Okay. Ted Bundy was a good-looking Republican boy, and uh, John Wayne Gacy was just a worthless piece of shit, and he probably wouldn't have made me laugh. That's just how I'm going to go.
4: Josh, I'm going to go... Kill John Wayne Gacy because he's a useless churd.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm gonna go with fuck Ted Bundy, and I'm gonna marry Jeffrey Dahmer was because same thing, you same, same thing. Yeah, yeah, because I bet he has some good recipes laying around. <laughs> nice.
3: All right, April. Mm. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> All right,
2: Larry. I'm gonna kill Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Um, because I don't want him feeding me. No. Mm. I'm not eating human. That's gross. I'm going to fuck John Wayne Gacy because clown sex.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I'm there. I'm there. Uh, yeah, that's my O sound, baby. And Mary Ted Bundy because he's a looker. True. Oh, he's a trophy husband.
1: Okay. Our go. our girl Amanda Marie Baker. She asks, "Would you ever have any fans on the show?" We have. We We have? have? Well, Jen. Oh, that's true.
2: Well, she's been more of a guest because of her abilities as an artist and an author. Fair enough. Um, As a matter of fact, I did create a number.
1: Yeah, no, I have no problems with having fans on the show. Like Larry said, that we did set up a, a, a phone number for you to call. And actually, leave. I wouldn't mind setting that up to go live sometime too. Yeah, no, and so, that's part of what the drunk tacular uh, experiment kind of thing is. Maybe we'll do it then. Yeah, no, we w- the we, premiere. Yeah, I, I think three uh, three years into a podcast is probably where you start to hit your stride a bit more. So, oh. yeah,
2: that number is nine three seven area code five zero four nine five zero four.
4: Say that okay. a little bit slower
2: five oh four nine
6: five oh four
1: call that number leave us a voicemail we'll play it on the show we're just getting used to that so
6: our uh, secretaries are standing on by to take that call
1: <laughs> thank you satan april what do you say what do you how do you feel about fans on the show
3: i'd love to hear some listener call-ins. I think yeah. that would be really fun.
1: I think Larry's Larry set that up, and I was like, "Eureka! Mm-hmm. Brilliant that'd idea!" That'd be like brilliant.
3: a live yeah. version of He's the I'm
1: Like, Eureka, boy! What you, some old timey exclamation <laughs> there?
4: <laughs> Fiddlesticks!
1: Indeed, Josh. What do you, you like that idea?
4: Yeah, I think it would be pretty cool to hear what you guys have to say about us. God knows it's going to be. Are you, interesting? Are
1: you, are you calling that number right now? No. That's that's you calling. Call now. Okay, so Kenny asks, how often do you shart asking for a friend?
2: <laughs> how often do I do it? I don't it's not like it's so regular. I have like a, I mean, a, a, shart,
3: like a scheduled shard. Uh, yes.
1: A shard is like a oh <laughs> fuck. Oh fuck. I farted and I dropped a little bit of residue. <laughs>
6: Weekly. Well, of course you do. Yeah, I mean, poops. I I eat a lot of chili. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love chili. A little yeah. bit of jambalaya.
6: jambalaya. is great. Um <laughs> Anything with uh, not
1: great on your fruit. Anything
6: with chorizo, I'm I'm down for that. A little little spicy. Satan's got tastes. Yeah, um, he does. He always does. Clam chowder.
1: Uh, Sharts. Anybody have a shart thing? I I mean,
6: (laughs) oh
2: god.
3: Um, (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) The last
2: one I had was. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> was right in front of my wife. Oh no. I went I knew I had to go and I went to get up out of the couch. And I'm at, I'm a little older so now like I make noises when I get up like i was like <laughs> to get out of the couch, you know. And as I, <sighs> I went, <clears throat> like that was the oh, sound no. it made. And <laughs> I bullet I spackled the back of my underwear. Oh no. <laughs> and she goes, "Oh my god, the pets have ruined this couch. It smells like sour milk." <laughs> And I quickly waddled into the bathroom and disposed <laughs> well of the evidence.
4: Took a shower. Oh, no. I,
2: those underwear <laughs> threw... <laughs> I threw those things away. There was
1: no point. Yikes. That's what you do when you mess that much up. Mm-hmm. That had to April. be about six months ago. But you're doing great now. Larry, Larry's, Larry, been, yes. Larry's been two weeks sober, folks. Yes, I am. I mean... He cut out alcohol. He, yeah. w- he, he woke up one day and he was like, I'm fucking dizzy. I, I can't mean, stand straight. So he said, fuck it. I'm cutting it off. And... I've been th- I've been trying to follow his example. <laughs> Obviously, tonight I'm not doing that, but I I really do believe that that he what he's been doing is great. So yeah, I love uh... I love him to death. I want him to take care of himself so he can stick around so we can play fucking uh, water polo or whatever I, it yeah. does when you're in your eighties.
2: I'm sober if you don't count uh,
3: vaporizers. Close enough. A CPAP machine.
4: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a hot tub. It's a, it's a yep. mixed vapor rub he has on every night so he can breathe. That's right. Good man. April
3: chart story. Oh ah. my gosh, it's been it's been quite a while. I think the last one was when I was pregnant. But then yeah. at that point, when you're like eight and a half, nine months yeah. pregnant, every oh, like it just whatever happens down there happens. So. Yep.
4: Josh, I'd say probably once, uh, once every other year.
3: Bro, I do your laundry, it's bro. Like India. once every month, I'd say. No. Yes. It's Maybe, like yeah.
1: Iron Maiden in your Fruit of the Looms.
3: <laughs> Shout at the devil.
1: Um, the last time I sharted, I, I've done it twice in my whole life. One time was like a hangover, and then the second time I think was literally because I was on like some sort of weird because I had a I had a hemorrhoid.
3: Mm, and, yeah. I've heard this story.
1: Yeah. Well, not only that, but like a week <laughs> later, I was just like I I would just, I had to wear like almost like a man tampon on my tampon. And I just literally was just like, Boo! like, and it wasn't I wasn't because I was drinking. I ate a lot of soup. That's li- the problem. <laughs> These liquidy foods, they fuck you up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, next question. Our friend Collier, who's a special effects man, Ooh. he says, what is your favorite thing about one another? So I'm going to do something huh. special here. I'm going to do this. You do your favorite thing about April. April yeah. will do her favorite thing about Josh. Josh will do her favorite thing about his favorite thing about me, <laughs> I'll do my favorite thing about Larry, and Larry okay. will, will confirm the circle that way. Okay.
2: Um, and this does include Josh, but um, you guys are some of the kindest souls I've met. You took in a kitten that was on its last legs. Don't make her cry. And, and I see um, it coming. you gave <laughs> you gave this animal comfort in its final days, and it's it's that's just the type of type of
1: people. And their
2: final bowel
1: are. movement.
3: Is. It was a real bad one. That should have been our first clue. Mm, it yeah. was super it bad. It was really like, <laughs> bad.
4: It's... Well, we figured out it was Lando. Right. He probably rolled in yeah, it. Yeah,
3: he rolled in it. We gave him a bath after you guys left. April. Um. I mean, this is obviously because he's my husband, right? But um. I just love how positive Look at his smile. I know he's so positive he's all the time and he's so sweet and kind and never lets me go to bed angry even if I hate it sometimes. <laughs> um That's and I can good- honestly say that in our 5 years of being together we've never had a fight. Wow. Like like a like a fight we've had like disagreements. Disagreements but it's never turned into like yelling or even arguing really. I mean he's very Cool-headed and uh, <laughs> keeps me in line.
1: Tries to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh shit! Okay, so Josh on me. Oh
4: boy. Oh. Let's see. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> well, there's so when many. He's not drunk. There's so many redeeming qualities. Uh, as far I mean, I could t- talk about the podcast alone. Uh, I would say that Ryan as a host has dramatically improved from day one to where we are now. Um, we, and I mean, the, and we all kind of have, but Ryan has had a lot of stuff happen in his life in these three years that would make some people say, fuck this or, you know, get really upset. And, and I mean, this has been a, a, a staple every week. We don't, we don't miss it. Um, Except and for when
3: Ryan leaves,
1: I like smoking beer and drinking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I like smoking beer and drinking. <laughs>
4: Sorry, go ahead. Josh. And anybody that knows Ryan knows that he is—he thinks about everyone else. Yeah, he—he kind of keeps—he—he wa- he wants everyone else to be happy and comfortable, and he's a great dad. So, um. Red yeah. Dad 2018. Mm-hmm.
1: Red Dad indeed. 2018, indeed. I, I like think- smoking beer and drinking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got Larry. Larry is the funniest person I've ever met in my entire life, hands down. I've met a lot of people in my life who've made me laugh. There's one guy named Dane who's out. now. Oh, actually, he's on the East Coast now. He used to live on the West Coast, but now he's living on the East Coast with my buddy Adam. He's a 50-something recovering alcoholic. He is sober eight years and eight years, I remember that night when I met him, and he was fully cocked, and he was still funny as shit. But Larry's funnier than him. And I love that guy to death, but like he, he, I knew we had to start a podcast when we started with Beer City Spaceship, and oh we did that for a while. It's still up there, but then I kind of tried to do a video game thing. There, I, there was an idea in my head because I liked a lot of different podcasts about what I was going to do but I needed to try to find a way to synthesize all the things that I liked if I was going to be the host and have Larry included and I think in this instance we were able to let everybody do their own thing and Larry's been able to shine and there's a reason that people are throwing out hashtag team Larry and I like that because he deserves it he's not only one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life he's also like one of the most talented and that's kind of the thing I have to say so I guess Larry. Now you have to say something about April. Or did your did I finish it out? Yeah, you did.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> I mean, we can go around one more time if you want. But come on, guys, let's suck each other's
1: dicks.
2: April is extremely funny too. Also, oh, thank she you. is, and she funny. has a
1: beautiful sounding radio voice.
3: Oh, she, I always hated my voice.
1: No, you have a great radio voice. It, Good to know. I, it doesn't. It, I don't mean that in like right. a derogatory way. It's like a nice scoop of sherbet. Yes,
3: it's Ooh, very good
1: with a little bit of mint.
3: Yeah, like a mint sure. sprig. Yeah,
2: ah, sprig of mint.
3: Yes. Okay. I can go with that. Okay.
1: Okay. So, uh, I think somebody changed their their question because that's okay. Are we uh, is there one more question?
4: There's one more.
5: Okay.
1: I have a ank to a. P O B and N Y C. Should I ask my PM or O I C if I should fill out a 3849? Because then I'll need to fill out a 3996 for O T asking for a friend. Yes. Sure. Why not?
3: Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. And that yes. has been your mail sack. Next listener suggestion: get more. Oh, shit. We got to do five-star <laughs> shout-outs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You people. It's hard to keep all these segments together here. It's time for us to praise the people that give us praise. Five, five,
2: five, five, five five, 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 five-star review.
1: So, did you guys hear that we had a five-star shout-out? No, that's why we're here (laughs) to to hear you tell us about said review. Mm -hmm. Well, Niffer 220 said, hey, this Uh, is a great ensemble podcast with five stars and said super funny and well researched shows. I love all the little segments that you include something different from any other true crime or conspiracy pods I've heard. Love it. Keep up the good work. I look forward to what's hearing to hearing what's next. Niffer Thank you Thank you Thank you for your service And your five star review Indeed Mm -hmm. You do us a great service By saying that on our show And our next one Comes from Ken He gave us five stars Now Ken Hossetter Says love the show I look forward to every Monday Sacrilege I know just for the show, then I get to badger Josh at work about the show. Keep up the great work, hashtag Team Larry, hashtag Team Aluma, mommy. Whoa! What are we? What are we, Ryan? I would say you kind of second him. fiddle. He talked about you the whole thing, and then now yeah. you he know gets to badger. You him. know he gets to work with you, so
2: yeah, that's true. I mean, but- poor guy. Yeah, exactly. Why is he getting heavy you <laughs> on your team? <laughs> You're already on a team together with your. Yep, you two get to prostitute. As a tag team, you get to Eiffel Tower on a daily basis. Eiffel Tower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just like slap high fives while you're like. One's in the front, one's in the back. Meanwhile, (laughs) April's over here, shining shoes. The letter A. Cleaning cleaning towels. (laughs) Cleaning up cat puke. (laughs) Asher's like, I want to be, I want to join the circus. Can I get a trapeze? (laughs) Meanwhile, there's shit on the wall. Yep. Josh is just out of work.
3: Sounds like a normal day, to be honest with
1: you. That's just a Tuesday. I just feel bad. That's been your five-star (laughs) shout-out. Thank you to all the people that shout us out. Anyway, if you want to do that, you can recommend our Facebook page and five-star shout-out us on iTunes or even send us a thing on our um, Twitter at Conspiracy T Show. Send us something. I understand because a lot of people that I know have jumped off social networking. Some of the people that I love the most, one of them being my brother, mm-hmm. whose birthday is tomorrow, doesn't have any any social networking, and he says he's happier than he's ever been because mm-hmm. it's just him and his girlfriend and texting with his friends that mm-hmm. he cares about. Yeah, so makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like me, I have to, I have to,
2: like, I, I work myself into a tizzy trying to figure out who should be my top eight.
1: I know you gotta get off MySpace, though, bro. We all jumped. We all jumped. Shipped a long time. Ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, we're not on MySpace. It, what's
2: what, do we, what are we doing now?
1: Uh, it's this thing called Facebook. Hmm. I have to look into that.
2: Google did Plus.
3: Any, did anyone have a Zanga back when those were? like
1: f- what was it? Friend Journal. What was that thing?
3: Oh. Friendster. Oh, yep. Yeah, indeed.
1: Josh, where are you when you're not here?
4: Well, as of late, I've been writing reviews, game reviews for a couple different places. Game Pit Reviews, uh, Square XO, and Demon Gaming. Uh, I post those on my Facebook page. Thank you for
6: mentioning uh, the Demon Gaming.
4: (laughs) No problem, Satan. Uh, But yeah, I've been doing, on average, probably three to four video game reviews every week. You can go see what I think about them. Josh is my
6: best employee. I yeah. mentioned uh, Employee of the Month,
3: actually. Ooh, wow, congratulations.
6: He gets a $10 gift certificate to Applebee's. <sighs> Dude.
3: Love those margaritas. There's yeah, nothing Satan loves
1: more than a good onion peel.
6: I love me some mozzarella sticks.
1: Don't we all,
4: though? But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I've been writing those reviews. You can go check those out on my Facebook page. Uh, other than that, April and I do a music history podcast called Off Tempo, and you can
1: find that Tuesdays. And that is on Facebook and Podbean. I want to throw out something really quick. As the host of the show, I, I'm allowed to do that. So I'm going to say, Josh's reviews are really great. I just read the newest one, and it really kind of made me want to buy the game. And I don't have a PS4, so it doesn't make any sense that I would do that. Also out on Switch, though.
6: You don't just get that $5, or $10 to Applebee's. You earn it.
3: Indeed. <laughs> April. Well, of course, uh, if you like me and uh, Larry and my dear husband, Josh, and sometimes Ryan, I guess, when he kind of mm-hmm. feels like showing up. When we're talking about dicks. Yep. Uh you should hey, come. What? What? D- see? What?
2: Oh no, the the mayor has lit up the dick symbol in the sky. <laughs> I'm needed. Da, 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 da,
1: da. I'll be there in five
2: minutes. He's
3: like a metal detector, but for dicks, you mm-hmm. see this guy's Twitter feed. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's, <laughs> that's that's
1: porn stars, not dick spurts.
3: Porn. You're just doing research, right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you should come check they both us out. The penis together. They did. Uh, you should come check us out on the Potty Slam podcast. We're a wrestling history podcast where we tell stories from the locker room and beyond. We have brand new episodes out every Friday for your listening enjoyment. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic.
1: It's a great show.
2: Larry, it is. where are you at? Uh, you can always catch me on the Ephus, EFIS, efuspodcast.net, your baseball history podcast.
1: And if you like this show, you've already checked us out at Conspiracy T Show on Twitter. Every Monday, that's where we drop episodes. You can email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. Send us episode recommendations. But you could also more quickly join our Facebook group, our closed group, or you could join and just like our Facebook group and message us because we respond to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram page. Call the number. Call the number that Larry yep. suggested.
2: 947 Damn, bro.
1: Which is going to be exciting to hear what, what anybody has I to know, say. I know. Josh, what's up?
4: And let's not forget that the tacular is coming and we will be Literally. broadcasting... Uh, live on
2: Saturday, October 20th. I got sober just in time for the drunk <laughs>
4: and we're going to be fine. live. We're going to be playing games uh, of various types and you can watch the debauchery happen <laughs> on twitch.com slash Bobo May. B-O-B-O-M-A-Y.
1: Twitch.tv slash Bobo May. I've noticed that it's not necessarily .com. Oh. That's what I always put. Oh, it it works that way? Okay. If it works that way, that's fine. I just want to make sure that people know that either or. Great. I'm glad that he mentioned that. Also, check out shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracytherapypodcast and get yourself a goat girl shirt. Support the show. That's that's season two stuff. There's going to be more designs. We we have this awesome picture of us by again, Psycho Links on Instagram. Psycho underscore links. Yeah, you did learn that last week. I should have saved it for now, but I'm a douche. So the true story (laughs) is I would love to have a poster of this artwork. It's super high res from what I could tell. I might be looking at that and also doing some sort of sticker thing for people who like stickers. I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people like stickers and we need to get that out there. So please, please check out all these things that we mentioned. Check out a show. Listen to another podcast. If you listen to all 120 episodes of our show and you want to listen to something else, check out Off Tempo. Check out Ephis. Ephis is where this all really began. And
6: also, uh, I'm thinking about doing a sexy time with Satan.
3: Okay. Oh, I would tune in.
1: Yeah, I'll okay. come on. We'll talk about sexy stuff. Anyway... <laughs> That's been your plugs. Does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we close this episode out? I cannot get I cannot wait to get away from this episode. Stirkin so- a sping spurns. Yep. That's All about it. N D-E-E. What was that? What? N D-E-E.
2: I feel like you're having a stroke there.
1: <laughs> it yeah. Does. Uh, I have one too, though. <laughs> 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 wow. What? All right. Well, I not rocketed on that. So I guess and that's the way fish dicks. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right in my mouth. Mm. And tasty. Yep.
2: Mm. Blah,
4: blah, 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 blah. Was that you saying that Jessica sounds-
1: Alba?
2: No, it was me saying something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Larry's got a soundboard and he puts it to you. So I think that's about it. Next week is going to be cleanse the palate. Yeah. Can we please? I know. Yeah, it's it was a rough one. So we'll see you next week on another episode of the Conspiracy Therapy Podqu- Podquest. Podquest. <laughs> it is a quest to get through this thing. <laughs>
3: penis, penis,
1: penis. Have a great one,
2: yep. guys. Penis.
4: <laughs> we three,
0: we're all
1: alone,
0: living in a memory. My echo
1: My shadow And me
3: We three
0: We're not a crowd We're not even company My echo My shadow and me What good is the moonlight The silvery moonlight That shines above
1: I walk with my shadow I talk with my
0: echo But where is the one I love
3: This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. (laughs)